everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 128 on the 25th of April 2011. My name is Steve Layton. Thank you very much for joining me again and I'm on location again. Hayley's very kindly invited me to come back to the window after doing what, what episode was it we did? 71 71-ish, something like that. Um, it's the first place I've actually come back to do one. Nobody ever invites me back. One year later. <laughs> it is, one it's year, just, Steve. Is it, just, is it just over a one? Ish. Yeah, just one. that's amazing. So, no, very cool to be back. Just in a tasting event uh, for some of Hayley's customers last night, and um, it just seemed like a really good idea to record it here, particularly as the coffee we're going to do. Hayley's very entwined with. Um, we're also going to tell you a little bit about the other part of the event that I was doing a bit on tasting. Uh, I'm just on, the, on, on tasting coffees, but there was a bit of a scientific bit which we're going to do in the middle. So, kind of stay, stay tuned for that one. Um, but the coffee we're going to talk about this week is one that we know really well. It's been on In My Mug uh, twice. Uh, it was on around about uh, 10 or so ago. Um, the Brazil Fazenda Terramata from uh, Arredetto in uh, Bahia. And, and a coffee that we love. So you go, why am I doing a coffee that I've already done? Well, the reason for doing this one is there's a long story of how Terramata came about being and I've bored these with it already this morning, but I'm going to bore you lot with it now. So what happened was, Aradetto uh, has lots of people turn up to the farm, but very few people actually buy the coffee. In fact, nobody ever did. So the first time I turn up for a visit, you can see he's a little bit kind of like, oh great, another person to take round. So he took me round the farm, we did a tour. Um, I fell in love with the place, I was just like so enamoured with it. It has a beautiful feeling to it, it's kind of not just a... Yeah, it's not just a coffee farm, it has a real kind of comfortable feel to it. So, um, we were walking around and we walked to this part where there were some pine trees and there's a big part of the coffee trees underneath these pine trees. And all on the floor is covered in pine cones, I mean covered. So I asked the translator guy who's with me, I just said, can you ask Aradetto if the coffee tastes any different here to what it tastes in the rest of the farm? So they go, and he just looks at me and goes, I don't know. And then he's just kind of like, Okay, <laughs> and we moved on and thought nothing more about it. This year when I went back, um, as we bought all the coffee from the farm and we'd actually backed it up with some, you know, handing over some money for some coffee, Aradetto was a lot more happier to see me than he was the first time. Um, really excited about showing me the farm again, but took me to this little storeroom. And at this storeroom there were four bags of coffee. And he said to me, like, look, look, he's pointing, I'm like, oh, know what he's saying and the translator guy catches up with us because we've literally sprinted up to this this storeroom um, and he's saying Aradetto has picked the coffee from underneath the trees and kept it separate for you there's four bags so what we're going to cup today is not the standard terramata that we cupped 10 episodes ago or whatever it was we're going to be cupping the forest one so some facts and figures about um, about terramata terramata is a translation as earth mother um, because uh, Aradetto firmly believes in the biodynamics of coffee. And we did a little video on that one, which I'm going to pop a link below, um, so you can go and see where Aradetto talks about what biodynamics mean to him um, and what it means uh, to the state of Bahia and the world in a, in, a, in a larger place. As I've done before on these things, my definition of biodynamics is basically giving us stuff about the people who work on the farm, giving us stuff about the animals that live on the farm, and making sure that you don't use chemicals. Yes, there's some hooky-kooky stuff that goes with it, but we ignore that because we don't like it. We, what we do like is people looking after the farms and looking after the people who work within those. 
Um, it's grown to around about 1100 metres above sea level, which is pretty standard for Bahia. Um, it's a uh, Tipica and Nacional varietal. Nacional being a very typical old style varietal for Brazil. And the reason that uh, Aradetto chose that as a varietal was that he wants to go back to the older ways. He wants to focus on what used to work really well in Brazil. Um, as he sees yields lowering and he sees things that he doesn't like necessarily in coffee, Nacional is something that he clings to. Um, I tried to find out a little bit about the varietal and I'm kind of guessing it's some kind of Tipica stroke, Katura, a hybrid kind of mix, but it's very difficult to get to the genetics of it. There's also a lot of what somebody calls locally can be called something quite different in the world. Um, what else do I need to tell you about the farm? Owned by Aradetto and his wife. Uh, Aradetto is actually an unbelievable guy. He's 72, 73 years old and he runs around like he's a sprightly teenager. So there's definitely got to be something good in that biodynamics for me. Um, so yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to whack you on pause. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we did last night and what is a super taster and what's not a super taster. And, um, and then we'll be going into the cupping. So hang on in there, we'll be back in a bit. So we're back, uh, and I have two guests, so we're going to introduce themselves to you. Hi, my name's Dave Hart. I've um, known Hayley for quite a few years. My background is, is in laboratory work. I've worked with um, the Maxwell House group for, <laughs> for quite a while before I saw the light. <laughs> I now work at the Institute of Food Research as, um, as a chemist, but also as a uh, getting involved in public understanding of science. And at the moment, we're, do we're, we're doing some sort of public lectures on tasting and taste perception. Um, is there a website that people can look at? Yeah, yeah. Um, Coming up below. <laughs> our website is www.ifr.ac.uk. And if, if you are particularly interested in any of the stuff, it is all on sort of as, as teacher's packs on the website, so you can you can rip off the experiments yourself if you wish to. So then people can get all clever. And who are you? I'm Neil. The better I'm half of Larry. Slightly lesser half. Probably. Um, and today's guinea pig. Yes. And uh, unfortunately I know what's coming. He's a super taster. I, I did the same taste yet test yesterday and I'm just I'm just like an average taster. I'm just a bit average. Me too. Yeah. That's the reason that she fell in love with me. Yeah. Super taster. Because he is a super taster. So yeah. tell us what super taster is and kind of what, what the, this is all about that we did yesterday. Well, we we did um, some demos on how your sense of taste actually works yesterday. It's, it's basically split into two halves. You've got a perception of, of basic taste on your tongue, of five sort of accepted basic tastes, which are salty, bitter, sour, sweet, and something called umami, which is Japanese for deliciousness. <laughs> um, That's what Vic Reeves used to say, wasn't it? Umami. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and those you perceive on your tongue. Everything beyond that you need your nose for, and something called the olfactory bulb. Now, the olfactory bulb can pick up maybe 300 different chemicals, but it's those chemicals in combination that make all the flavours that you, that you know. And what makes you a good taster is being able to remember these flavours. Now, how can you hold your basic taste perception is to a large part genetically determined. So, the, for the basic uh, sweet, sour, bitter 
and stuff with the tongue, there's a large genetic component. It's not wholly genetic, like sort of blue eyes or brown hair or whatever, but it is largely determined by that. And there's a chromosome, on, uh, a gene on chromosome six or seven or something, and you've either got one copy of this from one parent and not the other, or the other way around, or you've got two copies or you've not got any copies. Okay, if you've got two copies, you're what's defined as a super taster. And I wonder, wonder who gave me my copy then, because it, it must be my dad that gave me my copy, because my mum hasn't got a clue with tasting at all. Well, if, if, if they're both regular tasters as well, you've got a sort of a, a two in four chance of coming out, coming out like that, because you, you're going to get one from one parent or the other. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's definitely, definitely my dad. It's uh, my mum. Yeah, she she likes Lieberfeld milch and uh, <laughs> yeah, and McDonald's. So we'll uh, <laughs> not not much taste there. So what we're going to do now is is actually go through that. Neil is going to be the the guinea pig to show you what kind of reaction you have when you have this test. That if you have both of the chromosomes. Basically what it means is if, if you have two, tasting becomes more easy to you, I'm guessing. But if you have the one or none, then you have to work harder at tasting well, it, and, and defining and remembering those tastes. Would that be right? It can be, sort of, it can be a, a bit of a two-edged sword because being a super taster, yes, it's, it's, it sounds like a good thing, but being a super taster, you, um, you don't always do such a good thing because you can, it can make you into a very fussy eater. <laughs> um, because are you a fussy eater now? I used to be terribly fussy. Yeah, yeah really. But um, it's Haley showed me the way. <laughs> Bullied you, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it comes in particular with bitter tastes, um, and um, not liking things that are bitter is a very important defence mechanism because most plants that are poisonous taste bitter. And the way that we actually test this for, for this gene is, is using a chemical called phenylthiocarbamide. Try okay. saying that after a few beers in that pub we went to last night. <laughs> yes. And the, the way it comes, it's, it's, it's quite a... Amy's determined to actually get on camera early because she's been doing the water, she's been doing the grinding. Just determined. <laughs> it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a well-known test and, and um, you can get these test strips from any, any company that supplies school chemistry labs. And what, what they are is just a little piece of paper that's soaked in this chemical called phenylthiocarbamide. Now, if you have no copies of this gene, then you put this on your tongue and you just taste a piece of paper. If you have one copy, then you put it on your tongue and it tastes a bit like licking an aspirin. Which is if, what I got. If you've got two copies of this gene, as Neil does, I mean, we'll see the difference. If we give this one to Steve, who will put it on his tongue? Oh, this last one you have to share. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got one. We've, we've got one. We're a very busy night. That actually, that tastes so different to the one last night, though. Does it? Yeah. You were so full of caffeine last night, you couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> that one doesn't taste nice at all. Really? Yeah, it tastes much more kind of like you're actually chewing the paracetamol and all the papers stick on your tongue. Oh, maybe you're. Uh, mm. But then, if we give one to Neil oh. as well, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> this is uh, this one. I've got to see the reaction. Uh. <laughs> That's water. <laughs> it's not quite that revolting, but it was a lot more worse than it was. Like, but then last night I only had half a one, so maybe it's because I had a full yeah. one. And then, yeah, yeah so not what you're experiencing. So, uh, so what's the what's the chemical called again? Phenyl thiocarbamide. Okay, I'll put a link below actually saying what yeah. that is. And if you um. 
you can you, you can search lots of stuff on the web again. I think. And, and, uh, I wish if I could get some actually and sell a little test on the Sonic. That would be good. So. So that's what makes the uh, super taste and kind of makes you more receptive to the test, which <laughs> Neil luckily is. So I'm going to whack you on pause again, and I'm going to get these two ugly brutes off the camera, and we're going to get the lovely Hayley to come on the camera and, uh, and beautify it up a little bit. So uh, we're back in just a second. Right, cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Right, so we're back, and we're back with Hayley. Thank you for inviting me back again. Um, Hayley's actually changed a bit since I last came as well. She's gone all like barista-like and gone, oh, I can't do this. Because <laughs> where did you come in the UK BC this okay. year? Okay. Well, happy with that. And no, it's happy. superb. First time you competed as well, yeah. isn't it? And I think to make, to make the, the final is amazing. Yeah, that was... And you won your heat. Yeah, yeah. Best so heat. came first in the heat and then came fifth in the finals, yeah. which is amazing. That's yeah, consistency. So yeah. So yeah, all good. good, all good. Nice Next year. Yeah. Um, and the coffee that we're using, you kind of know quite a bit about, and you kind of really like the link with Aradetto and how we kind of came about with it, didn't you? It's, it's one of the reasons it went into your blend a little yeah, bit. Yeah, completely, and I love his holistic approach to farming. Yeah, yeah. he is a super all about the love of the planet, really. Yeah, no, definitely, so definitely. I think it really, really sits, sits well. So, if you're an In My Mug subscriber, you will have a little 60 gram sachet of the Terramata Normal. That's sold out now, so you are the only people that are going to be able to do this taste of. And this is yet another reason to be an In My Mug subscriber. Um, while I remember, and we're on the coffee shop theme as well, I'm, I'm obviously here today with Hayley. But on the 8th of May, I'm going to be in Birmingham at 68 Cafe, which is a really cool coffee shop in the city centre. Um, and anybody who wants to come along and do the cupping of the, uh, you know, and see the in my mug being recorded, then you're very welcome to come along. Um, so uh, I will pop some details on the link below uh, for where you can see where it is and where we'll be and stuff. Sorry, back to getting that one out of the way. But so what we're going to do first, we if we pour both of them at the same time, actually. So if you pour one of those, and I'll pour one of the forest ones. So forest is to the right. And both of these are done in the Chemex, we just we only have the one Chemex, so we've poured it into a jug for the other one. We're not going to be doing the espresso and the cappuccino taste up on this because I couldn't bring enough coffee to dial in and, and it would have taken us forever to taste. So if we taste the normal one first, which we're a bit more familiar with, and I know some of you guys will have had from the In My Mug, so... So the scripts I have down for this is, it's fairly woody, I think it has a big body, it's very chewy, um, almost bark-like, bark, yeah. and I think it really fits that one, it is, it's, it's not, for a pork natural coffee, you normally expect sweetness, mm -hmm. you normally expect it to be kind of quite, you know, caramelly and toffee-like and all the sugars, but it isn't, is it? No. Um, I think this is a lot to do with the farm, that there is so much tree cover around there. Um, and we'll get onto that on the next one. But I think it's also the processing method that Aradetto uses. It's much more traditional style of, uh, of farming than others. I love these cups as well. They've got little bees on them because they keeps bees. They are amazing. Yeah. And don't Sean drop it then there. I love this. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a great coffee. And, and people who watched um, the, the, the In My Mug on this one, I think it's so unique as a coffee is why I love it so much. It has character, just like Aradetto and the farm has, this has character within it and I think that's what makes it a great coffee. And I think also it's why my blend sort of did shine through a bit at the UKBC because it was so different. Well it and works in milk doesn't it as well. It yeah, it was 
Yeah. That was a descriptor that Hayley came up with for the espresso was antique wood and, I, and like opening an old drawer, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think exactly that. It really does fit. It really old does. Wood. Yeah, it <laughs> is. But not in a bad way because normally if you find woody, you think that's a negative as a descriptor, yeah. but I don't think it is in this at all. Um, there is an underlying sweetness, but it's right at the bottom of the cup, it's isn't definitely it? There, yeah. yeah. So this one was from the pine cones. Um, so this is pine cones. We, we were just talking about why we think. It, changes the taste. Part of it is the pine cones, I'm sure. The other part is um, needles, so the needles falling off the tree, but also it's really going to change the pH of the, the soil, so it's going to be very acidic, which is going to make the plant react differently. Also, the tree's going to offer lots of cover, so the maturation of the cherry is going to be much slower. So what do you think? It's antiseptic, actually. It's healing. It has it's more acidity. Coffee. It actually has more acidity, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a lot brighter. There's more acidity to it. I think I, I really get this whole kind of piney thing going on in there. Now, I don't know if that's my head kind of going, I know where it's from and I know what hit the ground. Yeah. But <laughs> that's one thing you try. So you th see so what you think. I, Antibacterial. It has a real, I think, I think that's really the acidity, you know, it's yeah. just that it, you can feel much more acidity and if you want to try that one after as well. Then. Maybe slightly citrusy as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely a little bit of citrus in there. Um, but the acidity is much more increased, much more increased. This is the same farm, the same varietal, the same processing method, the same people. And it's different. It's so different, it's obvious. And I think it's, it, it's really interesting to what gets fed into the soil affects what comes out of it and we, we think of that naturally anyway with, with everything else so why not coffee um, and this is a unique experiment I, I don't know anybody who's been able to do this kind of experiment before so I'm really proud to kind of present it to you guys um, I look forward to comments in the bottom um, about uh, what you think uh, of, of this coffee if you've been able to try it um, so this actually reminds me a bit of forest honey yeah yeah. Well, the interesting thing you were telling me about the bees was about when they went foraging for strawberries, it really made a strawberry taste yeah, does, to the yeah, honey. Yeah, it really reflects um, the honey. So why should it be any different yeah. for the coffee? Exactly, yeah, it's definitely there. So, Hayley, where can people find you, first of all? So, shall we, we'll put a map up on screen now. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Norwich, please, guys, if anyone's in Norwich, come and say hello. Even if you don't want a coffee, just come and say hi. There's you see, teas and all sorts of yeah, the loveliness yeah, you can yeah. look after them. Uh, also going to pop a link below for Hayley's website because oh, it's a lovely new website that uh, people can go and have a look at. And um, yeah, come in and see Hayley and ask her to tell you about the Terramata. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you very much for joining me again. I know this has been a bit of a long one, but I hope you think it's been worthwhile. And remember, life is too short. <laughs>